Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Interesting change. And I've I've noticed it in the places that I've worked and um, we've had this discussion before where mental health is no longer seen as different from your physical health in a lot of cases when it comes to the way your company deals with it, the way employees are asked to deal with it. It's getting that recognition, which obviously it deserves, um, but it seems to have really ramped up during the pandemic. And now there's some new research into how it's um, manifesting across our country, not only among businesses, but among their employees as well. So to get some insight on that, we are going to chat with Julie Gaudry, who is the head of group benefits at RBC Insurance. Julie, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me today. Am I right, first of all, in saying overall, um, excuse me, we've got smoke in the area today and it's giving me some grief. Um, <laughs> we um, Overall, it seems like this conversation has really started to emerge over the last couple of years and really ramped up. And now we're at a point where this is a major consideration for both employees and for businesses, making sure that mental health is treated just as importantly as your physical health. Y- yes, absolutely. I mean... It- Mental health has been an important consideration for some time. Uh, employers, employees, just we, we've all been uh, thinking about it and implementing programs to support employee mental health for some time. But as you said, it's really ramped up over the last year and a half or so as we all collectively face new stressors, uh, you know, related to the pandemic-related mm-hmm. restrictions. And, and, and it's, it's definitely top of mind, uh, considering all the things that we've been dealing with the last 18 months and as uh, employees who, some of which have been working remotely, uh, prepare to return to the physical workplace. So it's definitely uh, top of mind for employers and employees. It certainly is. And when you're talking about an employer, we know that many, many industries right now are really facing a hard time getting the workers that they need to operate their businesses. It's something a lot of different uh, sectors are reporting right now. And one of the things that we're finding uh, in this report that you released is for attracting these kinds of employees, it's not always about money. Sometimes you need to make sure that these kinds of benefits are something that you're offering, right? That's right. Uh, In the survey that we ran earlier this year, we found that the majority of working Canadians are placing a greater focus on their benefits plan. So we saw that 68% of them indicated they'd take a job with a good benefits plan over a job that pays more but doesn't provide benefits. So, you know, there's lots of considerations, of course, uh, in terms of uh, deciding to stay where you work or if you're choosing a new workplace. Um, But benefits seems to be uh, an important one as people prioritize both their physical and mental health. When we're talking about benefit in this context, is it mental health supports? Is it disability support for mental health? What exactly, have you had a chance to drill down a little deeper into what they mean by benefits? Yeah, so when we talk about benefits in this context, and we're talking a traditional, right, your group benefits coverage, right. so, you know, you're, you're coveraged for a, a prescription drug claim to see your dentist, to see a psychologist or social worker, perhaps to support your mental health. 
Um, but we're also talking about what other kinds of supports. Uh, you know, so the surveys and some of our research and our, our, our review of our claims data also digs into um, interest in things like um, that are less traditional, perhaps, but virtual care platforms to access mental health care. Um, and so there's, we are talking more broadly about group benefits generally, uh, but it's within the context of that group benefits that most people will, uh, you know, get the support that they need for a mental health concern. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Um, demographically, I know um, it's a different conversation I think people of my generation have than the young people have. Mental health is more of a focus. Are you seeing that reflected in, in, in the research? Is this being led primarily by young people? Yeah, we're seeing it in both uh, our research through the survey work, but we're also seeing it show up in our claims data. So in the survey, um, we saw that uh, we asked people to self-report their level of mental health. And uh, the sentiment, uh, those that would report it as poor or bad, was strongest amongst the uh, the younger demographics. So those Canadians between the ages of 18 and 35, uh, 49% of them uh, would rate their um, their their. Uh, sorry, let me restate that. 22% of them, uh, 20% of them would uh, indicate that their mental health was poor or bad. Mm-hmm. But the older workers, uh, it, was, it was low, down to uh, 3% or so. So we're definitely seeing that more uh, represented, more likely to report their mental health as poor or bad in that younger workforce. And then if we look at our claims data, we're seeing that uh, show up in our disability claims results as well. So overall, um, you know, for quite some time now, about a third or so, just over a third of dis- long-term disability claims would be related to mental health. Um, but if we look at the younger demographics, so those under 35, um, that's been higher. It's it's for 2021 year to date, we're looking at about 49%, so almost half. Wow. Uh, and so it's been increasing at a faster pace in that younger demographic. When you talk about that self-reporting, um, tell me about RBC. I, I have... Um a person in my life that runs a company, runs a business. Mm-hmm. And this is something that they do on like a daily basis. Each employee, when they report to a meeting, has to report how they're feeling. And if they're not feeling well, they don't have to be there. I mean, this is a consideration. And I'm not talking physically. I'm talking about how's their mood? How are they feeling mentally? I mean, is that the kind of thing that you're doing too with RBC? That's amazing that that's happening. I mean, I, I would hope that obviously it's voluntary that people <laughs> share their yeah. feeling. But uh, but what's amazing about that is that it sounds like that employer has created a culture where it's okay to say you're not feeling yeah. okay, right? And and it's okay to say having a rough day today. Uh, you know, I, I need some help. And then you might have managers or, or colleagues well positioned to encourage that employee to reach out for some support, whatever they might provide. So it's definitely the type of advice we give to our clients. Uh, so that's employers across Canada who select us for their group benefits coverage. We recommend for sure that they are openly discussing not just mental health, but all the various things that uh, an employee may struggle with from time to time and, and create an environment where it's okay to put up your hand and say you need, you need help. And then encouraging those employers to actively promote and communicate all the resources available. Because so often uh, an employee not only suffers in silence because they're 
you know, not feeling comfortable speaking up, but they also don't know where to turn. They don't actually know all the great resources that they have access to. And so it's important that employers not only create that environment to speak up and, and, and openly discuss when we need help, but also actively promote the resources available uh, so that employees know what they can get help with uh, when, when that time comes. And it certainly is a big shift from even just five, ten years ago. These kind of conversations oh, didn't happen. You're right. You're right. I, I can definitely uh, have seen the shift over my career. Oh, yeah. Um, it, you know, when a time not that long ago that we were talking about, you know, it was a little bit nerve-wracking to think about um, speaking about this openly. And now, you know, you're seeing open discussion right up to mo- the most senior leadership levels about the importance of, of caring for our mental health the importance of reaching out for help when you're struggling. So it's 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 a great shift. It is. And I think, you know, this this past year and a half or so may may help move the conversation forward even more because collectively we've all faced a similar uh, challenge, right? Whether it's the social isolation, uh, economic uncertainty, concern about your job, just fear of getting sick for you or your loved ones. We're all sharing in these new mental stressors and openly discussing how we're feeling about them. So I do hope that that might be a legacy coming out of uh, the past year and a half where uh, perhaps we're all a little bit more comfortable uh, discussing how we're feeling. Yeah, the conversation is more open. Um, Julie, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That is Julie Gaudry, who is uh, the head of group benefits at RBC Insurance. And, you know, just thinking back, and I'm not that old, I'm not even 50 yet, but Going back to when I started in this business, um, the change from the way that mental health concerns were dealt with to the way they're dealt with today, it's night and day. I mean, it was it was a discussion that wasn't had, right? It was just something that people didn't talk about openly, and uh, very rarely was it ever a consideration for an employer as to, you know, how are you feeling today in terms of whether you're going to come into work or not. Now, you know, there's a lot of companies that say, hey, listen, if you've got a migraine, you're going to phone in sick. If you're having a really bad day mentally, uh, you should be phoning in sick.